Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. The numbers told the story they always do. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN. One of those idiots who believe in analytics. Good Friday morning, too. It is a numbers game at Visa, the sports betting network, Visa.com, the Visa app, Fubo Sling, Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV. It's Gil Alexander. Jeff Parlay is here as well, producer number five and eight, and also the host of the uh, Bet Center on the weekend with the name Jeff Parles. Jeff, let's play some football. Let's bet some football. Let's go. Let's get this done. You ready to go? We're 53 hours from kick in oh, Kansas City now? Let's do it. Let's do it. Dr. Bob on the show today to give his thoughts on both championship games. And then our other guests, uh, they don't get to talk about their sports until they give us their football thoughts. Paul Carr, who will uh, talk a little World Cup qualities in soccer, but he's got a prop that he likes in uh, championship uh, Sunday, this coming Sunday. Jason Weingarten will give us his, some uh, Caribe Serie picks as well. Yes, man. Come on. You want some uh, international baseball? Let's go. Let's do it. Jason's got his thoughts on the NFL games as well. And Chris Felica, who's in town for a horse racing contest, he will have his thoughts on uh, championship games as well this weekend. Um, let's just start right there because you and I are going to look at a few, a few things regarding this this weekend at football. But one, let's just go back. If we're saying what was the most intelligent thing stated on this show all week, Jeff, I would, I would vote for what Eric Eager from Pro Football Focus said yesterday on the show regarding the Rams and the Niners game. Now, I vote that as the most intelligent thing, and I'm a guy who's holding Rams NFC futures. But what Eric Eager, for those who missed it yesterday, what Eager said on, by the way, Dr. Eric Eager, let me just point that out, what he said on the show yesterday, because I asked him, I was like, okay, give me your most interesting stat of the entire NFL season. And he said, well, it's funny you ask that, and I'll, it, it plays right into this Rams 49ers game. And what he said is, it's not a coincidence, right, for people who are like, hey, you know, it's tough to beat a team three times in a row in the same season. First of all, we'll dispel that later with Paul Carr. But the Niners have beaten the Rams six times in a row, Kyle Shanahan over Sean McVay. And for this year, what Eric said is, it's not some magical thing. There's actually something that goes into that. And what he said was that the Rams' defense likes to disguise their coverages at a rate of 9% higher than any other team in the National Football League. Okay? So pre-snap to what they actually do post-snap, they like to disguise what they do on defense 9% more than any other team in the NFL. However, when they play the San Francisco 49ers, and specifically Kyle Shanahan's motion offense, 
Eager told us yesterday on a numbers game. He said the Rams actually do the disguising 14% less against the Niners than they do against any other team. So from 9% greater than any team, period, how they play defense, to 14% less against the Niners than against any other team. In other words, the Niners' motion offense completely takes the Rams out of their identity and out of their character and how they play football fundamentally on defense. That's everything, man. That's all you need to know. If you're looking for a reason as to why the Niners have had this kind of ownage, my word, over the Rams, that's where it's at. And he went on to say yesterday further, and and again, this really resonated. And again, I say this as a guy who has Rams futures. Like, I want the Rams to win. But I'm absolutely betting the 49ers plus the points to try to hit both of them. And if I didn't have that Rams futures bet, and I was just landing on this now, I would take the Niners plus the points. I was already leaning that way, and then this, you know, the eager stuff drives it home. Essentially, what he's saying is the Rams' defense is built to beat teams like the Chiefs and the Bills, but that the Niners are like, uh, what was Eager's analogy? The second prettiest girl at the bar that you're not really necessarily have designs on, and so they end up being successful. This is my words now. <laughs> I want to get out of this analogy before something goes bad. You end up being successful, right, in in this particular matchup. So, I, so Jeff, for me, 49ers plus three and a half is in the account, and I and I'm the one with the Rams future. I just how I'm playing it. You have not made a bet yet, but which way do you think you're going here? Oh, I'm going to end up with the Niners, at least taking the points. Yeah. I, I look, the the. Beloved cliche, it's hard to beat a team three times in one season is mostly nonsense. Not true. And just the the way that the Niners match up with the Rams, they match up very well. We saw it in the second half of Week 18. We saw it on the Monday night. Again, the, the, the one on the Monday night game is a little bit harder to take fully the same as the Week 18 second half because that was the first game with Beckham for the Rams. Robert Woods had just... Torn his A- just suffered the torn ACL f- four days earlier, so it's a little bit tougher to look at look, look at that one. But look, I would look at uh, I would look at the Niners. Take the points with the Niners. The the Niners have been playing with house money for weeks now. Also, Gil, they're free, they're loose. They weren't supposed to win last week. They weren't supposed to win the week before. Heck, they weren't even supposed to be in the playoffs. They were three and a half point underdog in that game against the Rams week eighteen. So, do, you, do you think this Niners team is better than the one that made the Super Bowl two years oh, ago? Oh, definitely not. Definitely not. That team, which had a lead deep into the second half against the, the Chiefs. Te- the, the team the team two years ago was better. The team two years ago was better. No, I mean, that's the one I'm, I'm describing. I'm, yeah. I, was, I don't know, man. I I think that I think Debo adds some element that that team, man, wishes they had. That defense as a whole was better. To me, but, but by more than a, a defense like this that can just generate pass rush without blitzing, and I mean I, they kind of did. They did that two and two years ago. So yeah. I mean, the, the, well, I guess big, it's the, an interesting question. The anyway. big difference is Kittle two years ago was fully healthy. Don't you feel like he's he's poised for a breakout any moment? You though? would think, but you would think. he hasn't really in the two playoff games hasn't really shown much of anything. So the other thing I bet here, and I've been saying this all week too, in addition to the Niners plus the three and a half. And sorry for doing the second game before the first, but I just wanted to start with the eager comment yesterday. The other thing I did is I, I 
did absolutely what I was saying with the Super Bowl MVP market. I think this is a unique year for Super Bowl MVP, where, again, you have not only the presumptive Offensive Player of the Year and Cooper Cup, the presumptive Rookie of the Year and Jamar Chase, but on the Niners and Chiefs, you've got the Debo and Kittle factor with Jimmy G, who's anyone would consider probably the fourth power ranked of the four remaining quarterbacks. And with the Chiefs, yes, they have Patrick Mahomes, but Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, household names. So I ended up betting. I didn't end up betting Cup or Chase because I don't think the Bengals are getting there. And I still think the Stafford story, like you're going to have to do a ton to take an MVP award away from the narrative that is Matthew Stafford from toiling all those years in Detroit to winning a Super Bowl with the Rams if that happens. But I did end up betting Debo at 16 to 1, Kittle at 30 to 1, Hill at 20 to 1, and Kelsey at 18 to 1 for Super Bowl MVP. Because I think come Monday morning, come Sunday night, I am going to love having all of those in the accounts. At least the Chiefs one. If the Rams can win the NFC, God bless us who have uh, NFC futures on the Rams. As far as the other game, laid the points with the Chiefs, minus seven. It's, it's not often that I'll come into a uh, championship Sunday and have plays on two sides, but I actually I like both of these plays. Wouldn't do the Chiefs minus seven and a half, but Chiefs minus seven, in on that. Did you bet, it here, bet anything here? I have not. I have not. I, I, seven feels right. That feels about right to me. The only concern that I have, at least on the Kansas City side, is that secondary did get smoked by Cincinnati three weeks ago. The one difference is now a little more wear and tear on that offensive line. Uh, they were obviously embarrassed a week ago, even though they managed to win the game despite Joe Burrow getting sacked nine times. So, uh, look, I think seven is right. This is a much harder game for me to find a bet than uh, than the other one uh, with the with the Rams and the and the 49ers. The the previous Chiefs Bengals game. Remember, the Chiefs had 14 point leads, not once, not twice, but three different times in that game. Jamar Chase successfully caught every single 50-50 ball that was thrown up to him in that game, including what was it, third and 20, whatever it was, on that one play. Third and 29. Third and 29, was it? Jeez. And so, I don't know. I don't, and the Chiefs were kind of banged up in that game as well. By the way, the other thing with the Rams and the Niners, the, the McVay conservative play calling in the second half, like that's the other thing with McVay. You know if the Rams take a lead, like, what evidence do we have to suggest that Sean McVay, you know, presses the pedal? Because that was just ridiculous last week, right? Just just 27 to 3, and then we're going to run Cam Akers all, all second half. And if he fumbles, no problem. We'll just keep running him. It's never too early also to think about next year's futures as well. We should flesh these out a little later. But some books have next year's Super, Super Bowl uh, futures up. And we talked yesterday about how, you know, the AFC is completely top heavy with quarterbacks now Mahomes and Allen and Herbert and Burrow and Lamar. If Aaron Rodgers goes over there, oh my goodness. And that doesn't even take into account like the next tier of Tua and Baker Mayfield and Derek Carr, who no one would consider bottom third, maybe not even consider bottom half quarterbacks of the NFL. So, you look at the odds to win the 2023 Super Bowl. This is courtesy of DraftKings. And we have posted 16 teams, the top 16 teams, the shortest odds on, the, on 16 teams in the NFL. 
and dovetailing into what I just said right there, how many of these 16 are NFC teams? Only six of them. And by the way, two of those six are the Packers and the Buccaneers, which are completely unbettable right now. Because if Aaron Rodgers leaves, that 12 to 1 becomes a billion to 1. And if Tom Brady leaves the Bucks, same deal with that 10 to 1. So legitimately on this board, Jeff, there are only four bettable NFC teams. That's it. Chiefs are the short shot, 7 to 1. Bills, 8 to 1. Bucks, unbettable, 10 to 1. Rams, 11 to 1. Packers, unbettable, 12 to 1. Cowboys and Niners and Bengals lead the rest of the parade at 14 to 1. Maybe we'll revisit these a little later on the show. Get your thoughts on what might be the interesting longer shot bets. Coming up, Chris Velika, why he's in town and what his football thoughts are next. Numbers Game Visa, the Sports Betting Network. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great Thank conversation. You. Gil Alexander on VSIN, the sports betting network. Football playoff season is here, and it's time to download BetMGM Sports. Have you noticed that football playoff season is here? I hope so. It's Nevada's premier sports betting app. BetMGM has all your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the Strip with your state-issued ID to open an account. Start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM's state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please get Gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Skill Alexander, uh, we do have futures in the finals at the Australian Open. Uh, Daniil Medvedev is in the finals against Rafa Nadal. Rafa going for his 21st Grand Slam singles title, which would break the uh, all-time tie with Roger Federer and Novak Djokovic. But our guy, Daniil Medvedev, who we got at uh, plus 180, is in the finals, so we have that going. And then on the women's side tonight, Ash Body, she got a plus uh, 220 on the future side. She is a overwhelming minus 550 favorite against Danielle freaking Collins. And by the way, a lot of tweets, I don't know about a lot of tweets, but more than a few tweets, hey, I have Barty, should we be hedging on Danielle Collins? No, you, there are some things you don't need to hedge on, and this would be one of them. I get the, I get the sentiment, but Ash Barty's not losing to Danielle Collins, so... I wouldn't hedge. Like, this would be one of those moments where if Danielle Collins somehow beat Ash Barty, you just sort of have to live with that unbelievable upset. But it ain't going to happen. So um, while the matches, match to match, have not gone well, Iga plus 250 for her quarter hits, and now hopefully set up to hit both of the finals there. Jeff, uh, real quick on these uh, odds to win the 2023 Super Bowl, 
was mentioning how only six of these top 16 are NFC teams and two of the six NFC teams, the Packers because of Rodgers' uncertainty and the Buccaneers because of the Tom Brady uncertainty, completely unbettable. You legit have only four NFC teams on this board. Um, is there a longer shot that you like here real quick before we get to Chris? So, so the the one issue is I have to see how these this quarterback movement works out on the NFC side. Yeah, because, and I also have to see a coaching hire. But there is enough talent, especially if Rodgers leaves Green Bay. There's enough talent in Minnesota with the right quarterback to at least win that division and get into the dance. Now, I'm not saying they're going to win the NFC or win the Super Bowl next year. They don't even have a coach. Cousins may not be there. They may downgrade from Cousins, which would obviously be a big problem. So even too early to bet for you. Yeah, it's too too early to think about. The only thing is, if Kansas City wins it all, that seven to one probably won't be there. Yeah, seems pretty nice, right? Seven to one on Kansas City, as far as Chiefs uh, bets goes. Let's bring him in from uh, really across town. He's in Vegas, ladies and gentlemen. The Bear from ESPN's College Game Day, Stanford Stephen the Bear podcast, and of course. Daily Wager on ESPN2. It's Chris Felica. How you doing, Chris? I'm, I'm, I'm doing well. Good, good morning. Yeah, just uh, getting set to head uh, head down to the uh, uh, 2022 uh, National uh, NTRA Handicapping Championship and uh, making make another run at a big payday. All right. So you so you race through that. So I want to get people understand why you're in town. The, which handicapping contest is it? The horse. It's, it's, it's the yeah the, it's the NHC the uh, National Handicapping Championship. For uh, for horse racing, that they uh, put on it at this time every year, except for uh, last year when it was uh, delayed till till August, and I, and I couldn't take a part last year because of college football season. So uh, we are we are back again. Yeah, it's a um, it's a two day event where you you've got you cannot purchase a uh, a seat into the tournament. You have to earn and qualify throughout the year, whether it's through a certain number of points that you reach or. Uh, win or reach a qualification level in one of these little either qualifying tournaments throughout the year. So it's about um, I think it's about 675 or 700 people this year. I don't even know the, uh, the total amount. And it's a two-day event where each day you have to pick. Um, uh, I believe I believe now it's seven or eight optional, uh, seven or eight mandatory races that everybody has to play, and then you get ten optional races which you have to have to play. And you get rewarded a, a two dollar win place bet on uh, all every horse that you make. And uh, after two days, the uh, the number the, the dollar amount it's fantasy dollars. So it's not an actual live bankroll, but the uh, the two day accrual of your of your money. If you are in the top ten percent of the uh, the entrance, you move on to Sunday, which means you are guaranteed a payday. And um, and then the top uh, ten people at, at the end of uh, certain number of races on Sunday move on to what they call the final table, and, and they're the ones in, in play for a uh, three-quarter of a million-dollar grand prize. So it's a, uh, it's a fun couple of days to get back and see, see some people here that I haven't seen in a, uh, in a walk because I missed out last year. Wow. Three-quarters of a million, you said, was the top prize? Mm-hmm. Yep. Wow. Very nice. And you have done well in yeah. this before, correct? Yes. Yeah. I, 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 have, I, have cashed, I have cashed in this event before, and I I qualify. I qualify pretty much every year, with the exception of once um, in the last, uh, I'd say, twelve, fifteen years or so. So, but yes, I, I have I have cashed uh, cash before, and uh, say, uh, and I've had some heartbreaking losses and just missed missed out on cashing. But uh, it's the epitome of uh, 
worst player events. I'm gonna I'm gonna look to uh, try and catch again this year. I feel, feel pretty good. Uh, they had had a great plan. It was in yesterday. Uh, took part in what they call the uh, the last chance first first chance tournament, which is if you want to try and win a second seat into the event this year, you can do that, or you can apply it towards next year if you happen to win. But I had I, I, I finished in the middle of the pack, so nothing yesterday. But it was good. I was actually able to get back to the room after that, take a little nap, power nap, and then uh, handicap uh, today's cards before uh, meeting up with you and Chrissy for dinner. Beautiful. I'm in, a, I'm, in a good, I'm in a good spot mentally right now. <laughs> I love it. Yes, that dinner will do it for you. That's, that's for sure. Has, has done the same for me. So now, it's because you're in a contest, it would be bad form of me to ask you for a pick in any race, right? I shouldn't ask you that. Well, yeah, I, 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 have, I don't even know that in, in front of me right now. Uh, what I, I literally wrote out my cheat sheet of uh, because we have the mandatory races and the optional races. I literally go through and just make a cheat sheet of uh, every potential race throughout the day that I feel there might be a bad favorite or there's a longer priced horse that I like. So uh, honestly, I have that in my bag right now, and I don't even—I even, I believe just wrote down some numbers in there. So I probably don't have anything for you. But, I mean, the biggest race of the weekend is tomorrow, and it's the uh, uh, the, the Pegasus uh, down at Gulfstream, where where you're going to have Nick's go and Life is Good square off. Okay. In the, uh, in the big race down there. So that's the uh, the headliner. So unfortunately, I don't have no, a, that's cool. That's uh, cool. A, a horse pick for you right now. We just want you to win, man. That's all we care about. For for anybody, last thing well, on this. For anybody who who is listening to this and going like, oh wow, that's something I, I want to be a part of next year. What's the first thing you would recommend them doing to get into the, you know, the, the sphere where they could get invited to this? Yeah, the, the first thing you need to do is just become a member. Uh, of the NCRA, and it's like fifty bucks a year. It's, it's nothing, but that will that, that you, you need to be an NCRA member in order to, um, to, to to be eligible. And then and then every pretty much every week throughout the year, on uh, on a couple of websites, horse horseplayers dot com and horsetourneys dot com, they have uh, qualifiers. Usually, they are every Saturday and Sunday. Sometimes they throw one in on Friday. Uh, those, those are the, uh, the easiest ways to do it, uh, to, 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 to purchase an entry in one of those qualifiers uh, on a weekend. Or they have these little feeders throughout the week as well where it's less money to enter those, and you can wind up spending as little as like 17 bucks to If you win a feeder, then you get a seat into one of the, the qualifiers, which are usually about 100 and. Hundred and fifty or hundred and sixty-five dollars usually is, is the rate for the the, the common feeder there. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, or and then throughout the year, <clears throat> Excuse me. If you don't qualify in one of those um, tournaments online, and they've got they've got events at, at certain tracks throughout the year, you can you can work your way in. But if you build up enough points and you haven't qualified through the qualifier, you haven't won one of those. Uh, they they take the people with the most points. Uh, throughout the year, who haven't won a seat already, and they get so there really are a bunch of ways. But okay. uh, I think the two easiest ways are to look at the uh, the horse players and the horse trainers websites. All right, we got one minute. Give me your picks this weekend in the NFL. Uh, I, I kind of feel like the Rams and Niners are. Uh, it's a little like Alabama, Georgia in, in college football, where uh, the, the Rams has kind of been the Rams in the Georgia role. And, uh, and Niners for Alabama, and 
can they finally break through? Um, I, I, I'm a little biased and a little prejudiced because I got cross-court parlays at Circa with the, uh, with the Niners and the Chiefs winning the Super Bowl. So I'm, I'm rooting for both of them. Uh, so I, I, really, I, I think the Rams might finally break through at home. We'll see if the Niners can do it. And then doesn't uh, the, the, uh, the Chiefs-Bengals feel a little bit wasn't it the Patriots in what 2018 or 20 or the, uh, the the Titans rather in 2018 2019 when they beat the Patriots in that wild card game and then they upset Lamar and the number one seed Ravens on the road and then they went to Arrowhead and got their comeuppance. Kind of, yeah. kind of, the, the Bengals kind of feel like they might be playing that role on a, on Sunday. I, I I see it that way as well, Chris. Good luck. We hope you win lots of money. Well, first of all, we hope you get to Sunday. Let's just start there. Exactly right. That's what I want Sunday to matter. <laughs> That's right. Chris Valika, everybody. At Chris Valika. Uh, me, Chrissy, and Chris uh, went to uh, Carbone last night. We feasted. Jason Weingarten next. Numbers Game Visa, the Sports Betting Network. A numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. It's never too early to prepare for the big game, and we want to make sure VSIN is a part of your plans. We'll be with you throughout the playoffs, and then on Championship Weekend, we'll have 56 hours of free video coverage on VSIN.com leading up to our sixth annual live big game betcast. It's the biggest game of the year, so make plans now to join the VSIN betting experts before, during, and after the action on vsin.com. It's Gil Alexander. Jeff Parlay is here as well. Jeff, have you uh, caught the real sports segment about sports betting? I haven't, no. I haven't yet. I, I did last night. One of the things I successfully didn't fall asleep on. Um, and I don't know if any, I don't know how many, how much, you know, what the percentage of the audience that has seen that yet. But as you know, it's Brian Gumbel, real sports. I forget the name of the reporter. But it, essentially... They focused on the the dark side of gambling, right? Problem gamblers, which okay, if that's what you want to stress, then you know we all should listen. Whenever I read a promo, there's all the disclaimers at the end. We all should be cognizant of that, right? We it's cert, there's certainly it certainly should be mentioned, and it absolutely should be there should be awareness about all of that. But I would have liked for them at at least at one point in their segment to have had someone from the sports betting industry, whether it's a, you know, someone in media like you, Jeff Parles, or me, someone, a bookmaker, some some level-headed person who's entrenched in sports betting, to at least give the other side as well that it doesn't always end up that way. But they didn't even do that once. So that was my only, my only sort of criticism of it was um, it's not all doom and gloom for, for everybody. As long as you're within your means, it doesn't have to be. So, um, I don't know. I encourage people to watch it, but that was that was certainly my uh, takeaway from it. I'm not sure if Jason Weingarten has seen it, but from under a cloud of smoke in Southern California, you can follow him at twi- on Twitter, rather, at Spreadopedia. He is the host of the Wide World of Weingarten podcast, part of the iHeart VEASAN podcast network. It's Jason Weingarten. How you doing, Jason? Good morning. Just getting up early, getting ready for some baseball. <clears throat> Get ready for some baseball. That's what you do, Jason. It's January, late January. Go ahead now, Barley. Waiting for some baseball. First of all, did you see the HBO Real Sports uh, segment? Or no? I, have, I have not yet. It's been a busy week between the uh, the African Cup of Nations and getting ready for the, the <laughs> NFC Championship game and the Series Caribe and golf from Dubai. Yeah, man. You know, it, it really is the wide world of Weingarten. It really is. It absolutely is. We'll get to, we'll get to your football thoughts here momentarily for those who missed it. But, okay, you're up in the morning watching or getting ready to watch uh, the uh, Serie Caribe 
I believe, in uh, in baseball. What are your thoughts? What should people be looking to bet today? So the, the first game is underway. I skipped it because it was starting super early in the morning on the West Coast, and even I need some uh, some time off every now and then. But there's uh, there's two games left today, and I really uh, I really struggled with the first game. It's the Dominican team versus uh, the Mexican representatives, the Charos de Jalisco, one of my uh, one of my personal favorite winter league teams. But I uh, I really struggled with this bet because I talked a lot about how much I like the Dominican team. Yes. And then immediately when I saw the Charos were plus 187 in the first game, I was like, well, I got to bet that number. But I think the best play on the first game is under seven and a half at uh, minus 130 or less. Uh, one of the things about the Charos that I've talked about a lot, I call them the Colorado Rockies of the Mexican Pacific League because they play at about 6,000 feet altitude in Guadalajara. They're traveling from Guadalajara where they just finished up their season to Santa Domingo to play at about sea level. And I really like it when you can get a high altitude team uh, traveling to sea level. There's typically some carryover, some negative uh, effects on the hitting. So. I'm going to take the under in this first game, seven and a half. Okay. So for those of you interested in getting some action on the uh, Serie del Caribe, the Caribbean series, uh, it's the game between the Gigantes del Cibao and the Charros de Jalisco. You are going under seven and a half. It's juiced a little bit, right? Little, little. Yeah, extra just, juice. it just, just started moving. It wasn't actually even me that was, was moving it. Uh, but it's a, a decent pitching matchup. The uh, the Dominicans are known for for high strikeouts, and the uh, Mexican team has uh, Brennan Bernardo, who is actually from Valencia, California, a uh, pretty decent high strikeout pitcher on the uh, AAA circuit. Okay, and then game two, which I'll venture as well, uh, Caimanes de Barranquilla, uh, Barranquilla and uh, against the uh, Contra. The uh, Navagantes de Mahailanes, I believe it's called. What do you got here with the uh, with the second team? They're a huge favorite. Oh, that's how you say it. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's my that's when I do these. I'm like, oh, that's how you pronounce that <laughs> team. I've been saying it wrong for years. I might be wrong. I don't know. I, I call them the Magdalenas. You, I guess. you might I guess be I'm, more accurate. I'm totally off. I think. Uh, yeah, I, I bet Venezuela in the second game. I laid minus two twenty-five actually. Oh wow! Uh, Colombia is is sort of the the fill-in for Cuba. They're uh, the way I would describe them is not ready for prime time. Their best players like Dilson Herrera, who kind of floundered out of the the Mets system, and they're just not as talented as some of the other teams. Doesn't mean they're not going to try. They, they don't want to be there. But these other teams are bringing you know. The quasi MLB teams, the Gigantes are practically a team, you know, like just going with the uh, Navigantes here. By the way, that the game that you just said was the second game. Isn't that the first game? Isn't this last game we just talked about actually preceding the other game? Oh, you're right. They're actually sorry. They're flipped on Bookmaker. I was looking. I'm, I was looking at Bookmaker, and they're they're flipped. That would actually make sense that the Dominican game would be the primetime game okay. from uh, Santo Domingo. So, in the so f- yes, I have those those mixed up. Okay, so the first um, occasionally so, that happens when I I look at Bookmaker. So let's just make it easy for people. Yeah, I don't know why they do it that way. Uh, the first game you're going with the big favorite, the Navigantes, and in the yes. second game you're going in the uh, Gigantes Charros game. You're going the under. Seven and a half. Yeah, so and I like the dog in that game too. I just think the under is a better play. Okay, you do. Oh, you do. You you might take a flyer on the uh, 
Charros de Jalisco at plus 185. Yeah, that, that, that price is way too high. I mean, the Dominican team should be huge favorites. They're playing at home. They have a quasi MLB roster with guys like Ozuna and, you know, Robinson Cano, who's still technically an MLB player. Technically. But, uh, Right. I just think that's too high. It's it's a it's just a math sort of play. It's it's too high, regardless of what you think of the team. It's not that's not a realistic number. And you know the home fans will be laying it. <laughs> yes, they will. Who everybody knows the home fans will be laying it on that one. I love that you're playing these. And will you give picks on your uh, Twitter throughout the weekend? Or yeah, on, we'll on talk the podcast. About it whenever there's something good to talk about, I'll be I'll be talking about okay. it. Do you do Wide World and Weingarten on the weekends or no? If there's something good to talk about, I'll right. I'll do extra episodes. For example, this weekend in Dubai, I recommended uh, Justin Hardy and one of my favorites at 140 to one. He's currently uh, two shots clear of the lead at at the second after the end of the second round. He's down to about five to one to win. Um, I probably will be doing a weekend episode to discuss what to do if he's still in contention after the third round okay. tonight. Um, All right. you know, I like it when we have golfers in contention going into the weekend, I oh, tend to do yeah. more episodes when, when we have stuff like that to talk about when, when you're, when you're on the cusp of money, I, I totally understand it. The enthusiasm rises. So NFL, so this is the issue with the NFL now, right? I, so I have Rams futures and I'm taking the Niners, but I would have taken the Niners anyway, even if I didn't have the Rams futures plus the points. I just asked Felica. And he's like, well, you know, I do have the uh, Chiefs and the Niners and cross-sport parlays over at Circa. So I, so his brain is a little twisted by, you know, what he would take uh, if he didn't have those. What do you have going right now? Rams. Rams against spread. Rams money line. Wow. I was actually interested in looking at some props today. I'm interested in some some Bengals passing props. I think... I think the uh, the Chiefs Bengals game is going to be high scoring. I'm not sure that the uh, the Chiefs are going to be able to stop the Bengals offense. I don't necessarily think the Bengals are going to win, but I, I do think it's going to be high scoring. I think it probably flies over 52, 54, 54 currently. So looking to play uh, over props in terms of points, just the just the game total. Yeah, or all over kinds props of- on Joe Burrow. I think Joe Burrow has a huge game. Over props on Joe Burrow as well. Okay. Uh, in that one. And the Rams, you're, do you have any futures going on the Rams as well? No, nah, the only future I have, I have a little 25 to one on the 49ers. It'll basically cover my uh, rest of my losing portfolio. 25 to one on them to win the NFC. Yeah, win the NFC. Okay. So you'll be good either way then. Relatively. Unless I mean, the Rams I'm, I'm win by, the Rams. unless I'm, the Rams I'm, win by one or two or three, and then you're, do you lose everything? Yeah. Then? Yeah. Ooh. That won't be fun. But I'm uh, I'm rooting for the Rams. I, I I made these bets with, uh, you know, knowing I'm going to the game, not so much to make a ton of money. Um, also, the Rams, the money line keeps creeping up. 180. I saw like 165 earlier this week. It just keeps keeps going up little little by little. Yeah, this is the opposite of how the Super Bowl behaves, right? And when it comes to yeah. the Super Bowl, uh, the public bets the dogs per money line more than taking the points. And so the, the favorite money line gets muted in a different way. So this is not happening here for the NFC championship. All right, Jason, thank you for the, uh, Serie del Caribe picks Caribbean series and, uh, check out all of his picks throughout the weekend, either on his Twitter or the wide world of wine garden. And we'll talk, uh, it'll go through next week. Right. So we'll talk, uh, as well about yep, this yep. series. Okay, cool. Jason Weingarten all in on the Rams going to SoFi this week. And he's hoping, well, he's going to go to SoFi either way in two weeks after that, no matter who's playing, probably. 
Uh, coming back, Paul Carr, he's got World Cup qualifier thoughts, but he has NFL thoughts primarily, including his favorite prop of the weekend, and it has to do with the kicking game. That's next. A numbers game. Visa, the Sports Betting Network. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscored team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscored.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Allison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on the Deadline. Thank you again, Allison. Thank you. Numbers game proudly brought to you by BetMGM Nevada. BetMGM welcomes you with a special offer on the NBA. Simply place a $10 money line wager on any game, and if either team hits a three-pointer, you'll win $200 in free bets regardless of your bet's outcome. Just use bonus code VSIN200 when you make your first bet. Plus, you'll earn M-Life rewards that can be redeemed for rooms and dining at any MGM resort. BetMGM, proud to be an authorized gaming partner of the NBA. Download the app or go to BetMGM.com and use bonus code VSIN200 to win $200 in free bets if a three-pointer is made in the game you wager on. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age you're older to wage your new customer offer all promotions subject to qualification and eligibility requirements rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit free bets expire seven days from issuance please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER promotional offer not available in Mississippi or Nevada we get tweets at beating the book Robert Busa question should David Ortiz be in the Hall of Fame stats with uh, Minnesota six seasons 58 homers 238 RBIs First six seasons with Boston during the uh, Royd era, home run, 231 of them. RBI, 731. He should not get in the Hall of Fame, says Robert Busa. Well, Robert, I'm not going to comment on that, but what I will comment on is if he's in, oh, Barry Bond should be in 27,000 times. That's all I'll say. Number one Pats fan, Gil doesn't sleep. He's a robot that runs off of numbers. Oh, that was to a question of when I get up in the morning. I get up every morning at 5 a.m., 5 a.m., because I was answering questions at 5 a.m., uh, let's see, Ian Craig uh, talking about, oh, the, the Eric Eager thing from yesterday, phenomenal, uh, that we brought up again today. Andy Grossman, have you seen any over-under props on Garoppolo and interceptions? If you bet the Niners might be a good hedge because you still might win, and if they lose, it'll likely be due to picks. Uh, it's an idea. Not a clean hedge, but it's an idea. Uh, Chrissy Andrews posted a picture of uh, the bear, Chrissy and I, at uh, the restaurant last night, and uh, there was a mint on the ground, and uh, someone caught that and said... Uh, Said, hey, who dropped the mint? And uh, Chrissy replied, nice catch, Columbo. It was me. <laughs> Columbo. 70s reference, Jeff. What do you know about Columbo? Anything? No? Best part about Columbo, played by Robert Falk, is that he would, before he would leave a room, he'd be like, yeah, one more thing. And he'd ask the killer question at the end. Cricket man, you're on my TV, so I had a thought. 
You have been in the industry many years. Do you mind sharing with us your toughest in media? I don't understand that sentence. Please retry. Uh, this is from this is from Riley Grant, and nice to hear Chris Valika discussing NHC 2022 on a numbers game this morning. Good luck this weekend. Yeah, good luck to Chris. I hope Chris wins the whole thing. Let's go. Uh, let's see here. Chris Housh, excited to see Jason on. He said, the dude is up next on a numbers game. Tune in or miss out. Jason Weingart always pulling it off. Uh, General, General, what is this? Uh, General Mitchie, minus 275. That had the veal parm last night. Yeah, we had a communal veal parm, so I don't know how we rule that bet. Phil, uh, let's see here. I don't want to read that. Three Jack H313 run. Hey, Gil, what feed do the offshore books have of your show watching Seria del Caribe lines move as a spreadopedia breaks down the gigantes? Uh, yeah, we've, we noted that with tennis, that there is one major offshore that is definitely locked into the show. I don't know about anybody else, but we're pretty convinced one is because with the tennis, when we were on the roll uh, in the fall, they would take them off the board or they'd move them very quickly, too. So, yes, there that is a thing for sure. Mike, I just think there's one guy listening. Mike Alvarez, uh, Gilly, why you wear those dirty, dirty shoes when you go have fancy dinner with the nice mishpucha? Anyway, on and on. We appreciate the feedback uh, on the show. Uh, let's bring in Paul Carr, at Paul Carr, C-A-R-R on Twitter. Of course, the host of the Expected Value podcast with True Media Networks. Used to be with ESPN, our soccer guy, but he's got American football thoughts as well. How you doing, Paul? I'm well. I'm ready for a big, massive weekend of both kinds of football. Both kinds of football. To most of the audience, they're like, really? The other football is happening? <laughs> yeah. um, let's let's talk about that first before we get to your favorite prop and, and give us a big stat about a team facing another team three times in a season in the NFL. So last night, we were on primetime action, Matt Brown, Kelly Bidlin, and I, and we saw the United States of America World Cup qualifiers take down El Salvador, 1-0. Oh, it was riveting, Paulie. And when it was nil-nil into the second half, I was like, oh, yeah. I was like, soccer Twitter must be losing its, <laughs> losing its mind. Yep. Um, okay, so explain to us. Are we we're a lock to get into the World Cup at this point? We haven't officially clinched, but we're through nine of 14 games in this round and the top three out of eight qualify. And if the U.S. wins like two of its last five games, definitely three of its last five games, they're pretty much certain to get in. If you look at the various projections, it's well over 90 percent to qualify for the U.S. right now. Okay, and Canada's pretty clear in. Canada's actually ahead of the U.S. in the standings right now. So they're pretty much in the same boat. Well over 90 percent. They get. Even six points the rest of the way is might get him in nine almost certainly will especially if the winner of the Canada U.S. game can pretty much sleepwalk into the World Cup. Okay, but the problem with that game, as you point out here to me via t- via text, is it's happening during the AFC Championship. They scheduled it. It's like two o five Central Time, I think. It's just, yeah, it's five minute kickoff difference from the AFC title game. Oh, so I'm going to be in the booth at this game in Canada oh, on wow. Sunday. And working it with CBS and trying to, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I have a, the AFC title game up on a tablet or something, but thankfully the soccer game will get done in two hours. And wow. We'll be able to watch the fourth quarter or whatever it is. By the way, for people waiting for Premier League picks, there is no Premier League this weekend, right? So we're, we're right. So wait a minute. So you're in the booth. You're going to, to Ontario. Yeah. You're going to Hamilton here to, to, yep. to be in the booth for this. During yeah. the AFC championship, my God. Yep. Uh, how could you possibly, how could you possibly do this? So 
Now I know now if this was like, you know, big time American football and you were in the booth, you would, you would give the whole disclaimer about, well, you know, I probably shouldn't give my betting opinion on this, but not our Paul Carr. You got a thought here. <laughs> I'll give my opinion on the game. I'm, to be frank, I'm not playing it, but you look at the numbers for this Canada U.S. game, Canada's about plus 170 U.S. is plus 155 to win. Canada ought to be favored. I think here, like they've been on the whole better over the course of this whole final round. Uh, they've got players playing in the top leagues. You know, Jonathan David's one of the top scorers in France. They, they don't have Alfonso Davies, their best player who plays for Bayern uh, because he has COVID related heart issues right now. So we all hope he gets better, but so they've got the talent. They probably outplayed the U S really when they played in the U S it was a one, one draw last year. So I, I thought Canada would be favored or would be a little closer to even, so I don't have a play on it, but that's my general opinion on the games that Canada's in a slightly better spot than the U S right now. Let me just repeat that. He doesn't have a play on it, but you know, if you want to play it, that's what he thinks. Okay. The notion that it's hard to beat a team three times in one NFL season. Obviously the Niners have beaten the Rams twice. You have a stat for us. Yeah, this would come up every, you know, two or three years when it would happen back when I was at ESPN and we dug it out every year. And if I updated everything correctly, and I think I did uh, since the merger, since 1970, there've been 22 times that teams met in the playoffs after one of those teams swept the regular season series. And of those 22 times, 14 times, the team that won the first two also won the third. So, you know, I mean, it, I think it roughly lines up with what you would kind of expect. You know, generally the better team is going to have the two wins. And that better team is going to win roughly two thirds of the time. So I, I, the notion, yeah, it's always thrown out there. Yeah. I don't think there's a lot of water to it. It's so. actually not that hard. Yeah. No. So yeah. now I, you're going to hate me for throwing this follow-up though. Mm. In this case though, the Niners are not only the road team, they're also the underdog. We don't have it parsed yeah. out that way. Do we? I didn't, I didn't dig out into the, where they were or, or what the yeah. line was or something, anything like that. I would imagine it gets a little closer to even, yeah. but there's definitely not an advantage to no. be on the losing end twice going into the third match. So 14 and eight uh, since the merger teams that have beaten a team twice during the regular season, facing for facing each other for a third time in the postseason. Uh, okay. And then your favorite prop of championship Sunday. Yeah. My favorite prop is Evan McPherson over one and a half field goals made at minus minus one ten. Uh, we've seen what he's done in the playoffs. He's made four field goals in each game. Uh, Zach Taylor clearly trusted him to kick, you know, 50 plus yard field goals. Uh, and over the course of the season, 18 games for him. Cause he set out the last week of the season. Uh, he had 11 made two field goals and 11 of those and two others. He attempted two or more uh, just because he missed one. So I think he's going to have the opportunities. Uh, the other side is that the chiefs just don't surrender a lot of field goals. I, I suspect because uh, teams generally are trying to, you know, put more points on the board, go for touchdowns and such. But the Bengals haven't been super aggressive on fourth down this year, so I think they're going to settle for those field goals, especially early. And I think I like the over one and a half at minus one ten for McPherson. Yeah, I can hear people. The only counter would be, oh, but if you're going to keep up with the Chiefs, you can't kick mm -hmm. field goals. But your counter to the counter is, yeah, but if they do, he's sinking them all. Right. He's well, just that good. You saw, yeah. yeah, and you saw when they played in week seventeen, there were so many points that there were plenty of opportunities for both touchdowns and field goals. Did you have a play on either of sides or totals in the, in the full game? Or are you just sticking to that prop? I don't have a, I may end up playing the over. I know it's too late and I'm not getting the best number at this point, but it's hard to see this looking much different than it did in week 17, one way or the other, uh, 50, what's that 54 or so now is a lot of points, but 
I may end up doing that. I do like the under better in the Niners uh, Rams game. All right. And last thing uh, we, we talked about during the show this week about how, you know, the bills just getting beat at the end by the chiefs, just the most heartbreaking gut wrenching loss in recent memory. And how I made the point, I was like, you know, you, you just never know if you're going to get back. Oh, yeah. You think you will, but you're, you're a lifelong Dolphins fan. That resonated with you. Yeah. I mean, I was five when Marino was in the Super Bowl, his only Super Bowl. And every year you think, ah, oh, he'll get back, he'll get back. Never did. So you just got to relish these opportunities, especially like Mahomes lost in the AFC title game three years ago. Is he, Are they going to get back? It's worked out great for him, but you never know. Someone like Lamar Jackson hasn't even been to a title game yet. Nothing guaranteed. Fourth straight AFC championship hosted by That's the crazy. Chiefs. Paul Carr. Thank you, Paul. Enjoy the weekend and safe travels. I will. Thank you. Coming up, Dr. Bob on the NFC and AFC championship games next. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billy's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like, da, 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it going to like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. 